All right, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna edit out all of Ed's moans. Everybody, welcome to the newly christened FTF podcast with me, Drew Toothpaste, and Ed Zitron. Ed, how are you doing? Doing great. Moaned a bit before we got on. Have a nice glass of wine. He, he's to enjoy. He's moaning. Look, we uh, he, and you know if it doesn't get edited mm. out, that and there it goes. It sounds just like that. Right, he's got the candles going. True. He's truly grotesque. He's he's got the he's got like fifteen candles going. He's got uh uh the the hot bath drawn, and he's yeah, I'm ready. In, I'm in a bath, just surrounded by candles. That's yeah, how I podcast. He's he's ready to podcast. Uh, so uh uh we we so. So tell me, you were telling me off the pod about you getting attacked over bike, your biking faux pas. Right, right. So uh, before before I even go into it, uh, I think riding a bike in theory is great. Um, I'm a big walker. I walk all over the neighborhood. I walk all over the city. Uh, you know, I'll take six, eight, ten mile walks. No big deal. It's very relaxing. It's nice. It clears my mind. It doesn't use gas. It yeah. it burns calories. It gets you vitamin D. It's great, um, and I have nothing against uh, uh, cyclists. And the reason why I have to give this lengthy disclaimer is because uh, biking is this sort of hobby where it it's very black and white. Either you're with us or you're against us, and uh, it it's one of many subjects where you can't. You kind of can't say anything about it or uh, people who are ardently on one side or the other will just come after you. Do you, do you think that's... But why, why did they attack you, though? Well, so... The- uh, okay, so uh, I live in kind of a suburban area. It's pretty. It's about three or four miles from downtown. And I live in Columbus. There's like two million people here. It's a mid-sized city. It's the 15th largest city in America. And uh, so I live a few miles from downtown, little neighborhood, and uh, they put in a bike share, which is, um, it's like a bike rack, and they preload the bike rack with these labeled bikes that all have this logo on them, and it says Kogo, C-O-G-O, Columbus, and uh, you swipe your credit card, you borrow the bike, you ride the bike, you drop it off at another bike station, or you drop it off back there. Uh, and you pay, I don't know how much, um, because, and this is the reason why I was talking about it, uh, because you write it somewhere or whatever, and um, I've never done it because I don't have a helmet. And um, I, I'm i just aware of the fact that, hey, you know, people get really injured. When I was a, a kid, my dad fell off his bike. He got pretty badly injured. Um, right. And, you know, he wasn't wearing a helmet. Nobody wore a helmet in the 80s. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't, right? I mean, uh, as far as I know. um, And so I said, hey, you know, I'd love to ride a bike. I'd love to, you know, hop on a bike and ride 10 miles, you know, too far away for me to walk. But, like, close enough that I should bike and not drive my car because I'm not really, like, a car guy anyway. And, uh Somebody uh, immediately said, oh, you know, fucking helmets and all this. And, uh, you know, you don't need a helmet. And oh, my it, God. And it's stupid. And if you 
I think the phrasing was something uh, something about uh, you can go wear your plastic hat if you want to. What the fuck does that even mean? What did like go where you put go like if you fall off your bicycle, even at five miles an hour, that could probably still split your head. R- right and right? Uh, yeah, no, totally, it it does. And uh, I've seen, and my thing is, so uh, we've talked about this before. I'm I'm probably a little bit paranoid, but you know, uh, you should you should worry about uh, things that happen in the world, and so. I've seen at least two, maybe three or four, because, you know, uh, I don't remember everything I've ever seen. But uh, people have had locally here in Columbus fundraisers because there have been people locally who were riding their bikes and they fell off their bike and they had a traumatic brain injury, which is horrible. And I mean, you've had you've had a concussion and that was bad enough. I have. That was fucking not fucking nightmare. I mean, in that, in that was not uh, that was not as bad as it gets, but it affected you for no. like how long afterwards? Oh, like easily a month. I mean, the first week was just I was a mess. It was like being drunk with zero of the benefits. Yeah, and then way worse. It was so bad. Ah, but like I can't imagine what it's like if you get like a significant injury. So wait, I just. There, there are two things going on there that really get me. Just first of all, the just shittiness being like, hey, guy with opinion, here I am. Go wear your plastic helmet. Just stupid. But also, like, why did they feel so... Was this someone who follows you? What, uh, yeah, so, uh, so I clicked. I didn't recognize the name. I clicked, and it was somebody who followed me. Um, and they live here in my city, which makes it like... Which makes it especially weird for me that somebody who who lives here and uh, for those of you not in the Midwest, like the the mid the idea of people in the Midwest being super friendly is not like an imaginary thing. It's not like a joke. Like we are really super friendly to each other, and it's like a big part of the reason why I stay here because it's not like. There's a lot of shit going on here, and it's not like I'm really super into the predominant culture here, but people are really honestly nice. And I mean, you'll meet people and they will be nice to the point where like, not superficially nice, not nice like they want to get something out of you, nice like they they actually... uh, you know, they wouldn't die for you. My neighbors won't die for me. But, you know, uh, I've had my neighbors, you know, reach out to me and say, hey, you know, I saw your gate was open. I thought your dog might get out. Hey, yeah. you know, I saw somebody in the neighbor. I, I saw a brown spot on your lawn. I smelled gas, whatever. People are are really uh, nice in such a way where it's like, you know, people don't deeply care for each other, but it's um, better than not caring neighbor- at all. There's a neighborhood feel. Right, right, exactly. And, uh, you know, I particularly appreciate it because I'm like a weird guy. I work at home. I'm an artist. Uh, I, I do all this all this artwork that's like transgressive and weird and stuff. Um, so it's especially jarring to see somebody from here in Columbus be like, go fuck yourself, uh, wear your plastic hat. 
And but also, uh, they, there's such conviction behind that. Oh yeah, like, it's not yeah. even. It's not even a case where, like, if the situation was reversed. Okay, if the opinion was reversed, if you were like, "Don't wear a fucking helmet," yeah, I would actually back that person to be like, "That's a really stupid opinion. It's genuinely bad to encourage people not to wear helmets." Yada yada yada. But this guy was like walking around, minding his own business. He's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa." saying you have to wear a helmet while I ride my bike because that's what it is deep down it's they are concerned that you're somehow going to make them wear a helmet right right like hey don't stay off my bike oh oh yeah don't email my wife while I'm on your bike with a helmet (laughs) like just like this weird concern well well yeah and uh I mean do you do you feel that way and and I I know you're like a, a meat eater and I yeah. will, I will admit, I'll admit fully. Now, I I know several vegetarians. I totally respect. Eat whatever you want to eat. I'm not yeah. gonna intrude on anybody's space and say uh, eat what you want to eat. But I will say, if you're listening to this, if you're a vegetarian, the reason that that people are like scared of vegetarianism is not because you you are choosing to eat whatever it is you eat. I. Yeah, yeah, who knows? I, whatever that is. It, and, you know, vegetables are great. I love vegetables, whatever. But uh, people are scared that you will make them stop eating hot dogs. So that's what people are afraid of. And and I think that plays into it a lot, Ed, the idea that this guy was like, man, if this guy gets away with saying this, then I'm going to have to wear a helmet and I don't want to. Is Is that what you think is going on? I mean, sure. I also think that just people online, and in, I feel like in real life too, I don't think it's just online, but online just gives them a much quicker way to find it, is people don't like it when you say something that infringes on some bizarre right they believe they have. Right. And they are like, hey, well, you have offended me, sir. Like the same thing if you'd have said a racist thing, the guy probably not would have would have never said a fucking thing to you, but you said the thing about the helmets. And it's just these really weird things that people get extremely hit up about. For example, someone tweeted us both and said, you guys only talk about Twitter. And the answer there is, it's because we're, that's where we keep the pathology. That's where the weird shit happens. Right, Facebook, right. yes, but the construction of your Facebook network is not inherently spread. Now, if you do go back to where the original pathologies are, like I did yesterday, you will find some weird shit, though. So just having a hobby online is bad now. Just oh, yeah. liking yeah. something makes your life so much worse if you go and look into a community of people who like a thing. So, yes, they did probably the most intensive day of cycling I've ever done. Also, by the way, cannot ride a bike. So never going to have the helmet issue. <laughs> so yeah. I did like an intense thing. My legs still ache. It's not great. So I'm like, oh, I've got my hot tub. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to look up just just to like, you know what? I'm just going to confirm my belief. This is probably a good thing. I'm going to look up and see if it's a good thing to be in the hot tub afterwards. Within like 10 minutes, I am so deep down this hole of just disagreements. Oh, God. And. Yeah. The most, the, I want to frame it in and put it in the fucking Library of Congress. I don't know if you put frame things in there. Not going to look, never going to want to know. But 
it said it was one guy saying, hey, you know, after a really long session at the gym, I like to go and chill in my gym's hot tub. Is this good? Does it help in the window of recovery around there? Right. Right. And this guy responds and his his like flair on the forum, it's like a web forum. His flair is like, I'll mod till I'm dead. <laughs> yeah. It's just already a great fucking start. He's like, no, no, it will not help. And you know what? That window, it's more like a crack in a door. So he's just like, this guy's like, yeah, is it good to like go in the hot tub after I work out a lot? Is that good? And this guy, fuck you. Just you, you <laughs> piece of you dipshit. You fucking idiot. You moron. <laughs> you rube. How dare you think that? And then you go and outside of these forums, there's just article after article saying otherwise. Yeah. It's just insane yeah. to me because these people are genuinely like, ah, actually, it's bad for you because I think the worst one I read was like, it keeps your muscles inflamed. Okay. <laughs> and okay. I don't have that much of a grasp on science, but that is not how the body works. <laughs> so, like, uh, yeah, so here, you, here's yeah. the here's the thing is, uh, I, uh, you know, for a number of years when I started weightlifting and I started doing cardio and all this kind of stuff, I would go and I would look on these forums because it, it was not so much that I wanted to go and take specific advice because like you, I already knew better. I just wanted to go and get some general information and I wanted to synthesize it. In other words, I wanted yeah. to get information that had sources and then I wanted to take that and view it from the perspective of what I wanted to do for myself. And I wanted to synthesize that. I wanted to create my own you know, idea of what I should do that is time efficient, what I should do that is enjoyable and helps me achieve my goals. And in general, my, you know, my goals are, I, I'm not trying to get super ripped. I'm not trying to compete. I'm not trying to lift a huge amount of weight. I'm not trying to, uh, do anything extreme. I just want to like have the rest of my life be better. And I want to do something that I enjoy for a little bit. And uh, what I found is that it, if you look up the actual information, you know, whether it's PubMed studies or whether it's, you know, stuff that appears elsewhere, basically anything you do when you lift weights and when you work out is like 10%. The yeah. most plus or minus you get from anything is 10%. And yet on, on these fitness forums, on bodybuilding.com, which, uh, you know, if you have a few hours to burn and you're okay with uh, people using like really insane amounts of racial slurs. And, and also just and, and if you're if you're okay with learning, uh, having less information in your mind oh, after yeah. you've read something. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, that's uh, that's uh, kind of like the the 4chan of like lifting information. But so you can go in and all of this basically basically ends up with look you know whatever you do after you work out the most important part is exercising anything else is plus or minus 10% and uh, yeah and likewise if you're if you're trying to get into better shape you're trying to lose fat and you're trying to build muscle 
you know, your your diet comes first and foremost. You have to control how much you're eating yeah. and you have to make sure you get enough protein. Everything else, you know, supplements and, and specific timing of when you eat stuff or whatever is basically totally up to you. But people will run. And also somewhat made up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. And there's conflicting data and all this. And, and people are absolutely ride or die for like what they have decided is best for them. And uh, it, it really bleeds into every hobby and every little micro atmosphere of what people are doing online. I think, you know, at the, the cycling community or the workout community or... Oh, I won't even uh, touch him. Yeah, or... or uh, I have no interest in learning what they have to say. Yeah, uh, so uh, I, I don't dig into it as much as I used to just because... You know, my my tolerance for this stuff has gone way down. I think it's way less funny than I used to just because, you know, after 20 or, or however many years, it, it just gets really old. But uh, I, I used to be on uh, a synthesizer forum. And so why do you buy what, like music synth? Yeah, music, clear. music synthesizer. Yeah, different different use of the word synthesize, not like synthesizing, like taking information in, in crafting your own conclusion from it, but synthesizing as in making musical sounds. So, uh, you know, I've always, you know, I grew up playing keyboard, whatever, and uh, I had synthesizers. And so I was on various synthesizer forms. And really, there was one, I'm not going to name it. Uh, it. It doesn't matter. It's, uh, but it was a forum where there was a, a lot of people who were really into synthesizers. And it was really when I, this is really what caused me to realize that there's, like you said, a pathology that goes into this where, and I have since called it, I've referred to it internally as the message board effect, where yeah. people join a forum or they join a community or they get involved in a user group or a circle of people for a specific reason. They get involved in it because they have an interest in a subject but then it becomes an end in itself. And so what people start doing is on the message board, they start performatively doing extreme versions of what everybody is there to do. So I'm, I'm sure, you know, if you went to a cycling forum and you said, hey, after I ride Peloton, after I ride this for 45 minutes, I do this high intensity, you know, 90% VO max, whatever exercise for yeah. 45 minutes, I break down all these muscles. What's better? Should I take a, should I take a cold shower? Should I get in the hot tub? Does it matter? Is it okay? Should I take this supplement? Should I take a protein shake? Should I eat dinner? Should I not eat? Um, and there's this message board effect where people will not just say, Hey, Ed, you know, welcome to the forum. Hey, you know, we're glad you share our interests. Let's hang out yeah. and chat about this. They go, fucking, you need to eat 45 grams of protein. These fucking noobies. Or, or you will, yeah, you will, uh, you will disintegrate all of your leg muscles, right? And uh, it, it's so hilarious because uh, everything is this way. Everything, everything is this way. Uh you know, my, my wife does a lot of crafts. She she knows how to knit. She has knit many things. She knows how to crochet. Uh, she, she does ceramics, arts and crafts. She does all these different things. And there are all of these 
forums and subreddits and stuff where people just get so intensely into this stuff that they they are zoomed in so far that it almost seems like the end is them being part of this community and them having like a position in the community rather yeah. than them yeah rather than them knitting sweaters and you know there are fast ways and slow ways to knit if you're knitting a certain thing you want to use a certain kind of yarn there are techniques you need supplies all this and uh what you find more often than not in circles like that is people will set themselves up as being part of a class or a subclass of people that are particularly knowledgeable. Yeah. And, and then it's just about wielding that power and wielding that influence and uh, just being super condescending to everybody else. And weirdly enough, the Peloton Reddit has not been that. It's like the one place I expect. I went on there just to like look for one thing and I noticed everyone was super positive and like really encouraging. Oh, and it's the only place online I've seen like that. Well, I mean, sure, there are like certain game forums that I guess are fine, but that weird tribal mentality thing—it's so—it's—it's just really weird. It's not, and and it—it's everywhere. It's—I think it's emergent. I think it's just a natural consequence in in most places if you don't have. Uh, you know, if you don't have a framework, if you don't have what they call an, an intentional, what an intentional community or an intentional direction for people to go in, then it kind of defaults to being, you know, a few, and it always ends up being old men. Yeah. Because, you know, obvious, obvious, right? Obvious why it's old men, but it always ends up. And I, and I saw on the synthesizer forum, uh, there there was this like cadre of old men that set up and uh, people would come in and they'd be like, hey, you know, I'm really excited. I got this little thing. I got a couple synthesizers and they would be like, OK, well, for this type piece of, of shit. Yeah. Well, for this type of sound, you need this, this and this. And they would start like specking out these synthesizer systems for people and they would be like two or three or five thousand dollars. And all of these old guys uh were adamantly opposed to the idea of recording music. And and it it may be, you know, if you're not a musician or you or you haven't undergone the the process of, you know, writing and conceptualizing and creating sounds, making music, whatever your technique for for writing and recording music is, to get a tool, it would be like if you had a wood shop, right? And uh, I, uh, you had a whole wood shop and you spent all of your time focusing on getting the best lathe possible and you optimized your lathe and all you did on it was you would only put wood on the lathe if you were testing out how fast your lathe went and uh, what it looked like when it was turned on, right? And, and it was this very bizarre thing where th- these people would have these long, protracted arguments uh, against recording music or against writing music or even against the idea of of making sounds that 
produce specific pitches. So they yeah, would, and I think I think it's you're right in that it's this point at which people have separated why they are posting there from posting there, but they're not there to discuss how they like making music or the ways they do so, or even the world around the music. They're there to discuss the things they have and put them in the ground and then say, I am the smartest music man. I have the best gear. And I mean, this is something I found when I I used to be really into photography. Then I had some shit happen in my life that got me right out of that. But I remember going on photography forums, being like, ah, I took this photo. Immediately, just people like, well, you know, the rule of thirds. Wasn't the critiques... (laughs) There was a critique section. Yeah, yeah. This was not it. And this would be, I should be clear, I'm not just like, wasn't just posting out of the blue, just a photo in a forum I wasn't meant to, like I could understand that. It would be like within a post asking a question. Right. Or just like, there'd be like an introductory. And then just immediately people like, well, you know, that was good, but I would have, I would have done this. And what's great about photography specifically with that is I probably can't go and retake it. It, yeah, it happened. Yeah. That was like a, a thousandth of a millisecond there. Right. That's not happening again. That was not a staged photo. I can't go back in time. You And you get these people in there who fancy themselves as like photography teachers. And oh, there is a yeah. vast difference, I should add, between that and if I posted in like a critique section and gone, hey, uh, what do you think of this? How could I have done better? Then, by all means, right, run right. it down Tell me what I should do better because that's fine. But, or just the arguments between people about which lens is better, or like if kit lenses are complete shit and they're like, oh, they're worthless. If you use a kit lens, you're, you're a fucking idiot and you should have your camera smashed with a hammer. Or, oh, right, right. And or it's just with any kind of gear, really, but especially photography. Well, and it's because the kit lens comes with the camera. And so there's this built-in perception that somehow you're not participating. You have not bought your entry to the higher echelons of photography. Do you think that's true? But then you actually get the inverse of that, where you get the people who are like, it's the photographer, not the gear. And actually a great photographer with just an iPhone would be so much better than someone with a high-end Canon. And the truth is, no. Like, that's fucking dumb. Sure, if it's like a shot of a beautiful place that you can frame just in whatever 35mm... No, that's the human eye. I forget. But like the basic framing of an iPhone versus someone with a really high-end camera, if a good photographer was there and he was like, oh, yeah... I'm going to set up for ages versus just taking a great photo. Yeah, sure. There's a way you could do that. But it's this weird thing where it's romanticizing either. Last week we talked about romanticizing going offline versus being offline, uh, online. And in this case, it's romanticizing having a lot of gear or no gear when it's just like moderate what you're fucking doing in all things. If you're a shitty photographer, $10,000, $15,000 worth of gear isn't going to do shit if you can't know where to point the fucking thing. Right. And there's right. Like, but but it's not this polarized thing. And exercise stuff is just I never I don't even when I like something I don't even look online. Oh anymore. no. No. I'll ask friends who I know are like experts or just like things 
And yeah, part of it is just to confirm my suspicions or make me feel good about my purchases. Oh, well, and that's and but that's also human. Yeah, but I won't go and look at fucking forums anymore. No, because you will always find always, always find someone who likes it or dislikes it. And then those two people argue for an hour. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. No, I think you'll you'll always have people whenever you enjoy something, there will always be somebody who is is almost waiting to suck the joy out of it. Like genuinely excited. Oh, yeah. And it's, you know, and I don't even think and here's the thing. Here's the fucked up thing. I don't think that they genuinely they are. I, I totally agree with you that they are excited to suck the joy out of it, but I don't think when they're done, they realize that it, it doesn't do anything for them. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah. And it hurts you way more than you want to admit. Like, Oh with the yeah. Peloton posts I've made. Absolutely. There are people who genuinely, genuinely are like happy to turn up occasionally. I talk about it too much. I don't care, but who turn up and are like, yeah, it's fucking stupid. You wasted your money. And I'm like, what the? First of all, what is your goal here? Is it to make me feel bad? Congratulations, it worked. But also, is it to make me return the bike? I can't do that. Is it to make me stop? Because I won't. Well, it, and I think it's just a. I think it's like there. There are people. So overall. Like, even when you're just talking, when you're going about your day, when you're driving, most of this is your subconscious mind. You cannot, there's no way you can string words fast enough together consciously. Even if, you know, you're, you're on genius pills and you're, you're stone cold sober and you've had some coffee and you've done mental exercises, there's no way your conscious mind can work quickly enough to string words together. This is an unconscious process. And I truly believe that folks who are engaging in this behavior simply have not reflected on whether or not this is something that makes them happy. I think there is a sort of of stimulus response that is happening that they are not in control of. They simply feel unable. They are unable or they feel unable to resist doing this. And it's like, and I'm, I'm sure you'll get somebody who is a big bike rider or somebody who says, you know, I hate exercising. I don't like it. You know, I have my own personal feelings. I felt bad about gym class. Uh, I I have chronic pain because of something else, and they don't like exercising for whatever reason. So it, it's almost like they have this urge to tell you that you're wrong because they feel like you're wrong, and they can't stop themselves, and they're maybe not in control of it. Do you, do you think that yeah that people and I think are that necessarily there is a defensiveness, yeah. but also and I yeah. I'm extremely guilty of this by the way people who just come to conclusions about this just they come to conclusions about shit peloton's a really easy one because it's something really easy to make fun of it's an expensive bike with a computer screen on it actually a a mate of mine tweeted that it was the biggest scam in memory oh no they could think of (laughs) i actually ended up texting them because 
I liked it because it was definitely a subtweet of me. I didn't give him that much shit about it because they're a mate and whatever. I don't care. Yeah. It was definitely like about me on some level. And I was like, I just texted him and said, come on, that's not true. It's not like Nordic track. Nordic track is just the, the difference is they don't lead you through anything with Nordic track. That's my big thing. And also I'm living proof. I don't like exercise. But, and yeah, there's a defensiveness because it's something I've invested my time and energy into and it's something I genuinely enjoy. It's made me happy and I don't want to feel dumb. And what I've realized is it's just people, I feel like, I don't know if this is the case with this person, I actually really respect them and I think they may have genuinely come to this on their own and then seen me and then just been like, ah, I'll say it. But I think that there is this rush to come up with an opinion Oh, happens yeah. on Facebook, happens on Twitter, happens everywhere, where you have to have, if you think of something, you're like, damn, yeah, this is good. Oh, share this with the class. You do. Which yeah. is a, yeah. a lot like how I use Twitter. Won't dug it wrong. But some of it is just this aggressive anti-theme thing. So it's different to, and I'll say this because I hate The Incredibles too. If you liked it, great. I hate it now. I said I didn't like it yesterday. And one thing I try and do whenever I dislike something is not call someone fucking dumb for liking it. It's a big right. thing. But right. also if someone says, I actually really liked it, I'll say, well, I didn't like it, but I'm glad you did. Because I genuinely am. As long as it isn't like Nazi propaganda, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I am totally fucking fine with them liking it. In fact, I'm happy. I'm happy they're liking it because I didn't. So their two hours was significantly better than mine. There is a difference between that and I guess it it is always contextual. But it's if there is something where people are so clearly getting scammed, like all of these, the crypto stuff is always on that that layer. Yeah. Because I was quite into it at one point. I got out of that shit, thank God. But... I was never defensive about it because I was like, whatever. But there are people who definitely do not care about cryptocurrency, for example, whose entire bit now is just being mad at it and being like, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. anyone fucking stupid enough to do that is fucking idiot. And the version of that I actually saw, the really gross one is the lottery. So I won, by the way, the billion dollars is mine. Oh, good, good. Yeah, Yeah. great news, right? But anyway, moving on from that, is this thing <laughs> of people being like, huh, it's called stupidity tax. <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah. just, and I saw like the very, it's all guys called like Martin Schumpworth, who writes for the Daily Genius Brain. And they all write like a column and get paid $400,000 a year. Like they all have the same job. Yeah. But then I started seeing it bleed through with like mid 40s mid 50s writers just guys out in guys who were like freelancers and have been writing about technology for like 35 years and they somehow have conned someone into a regular contract and he's just yeah. laughing at people who get lottery tickets first of all it's like two dollars who gives a shit second of all I've, and I'm not going to get into the whole lots of people equating it with it's stupid to get that and not get health insurance because that's just that's just a fucking stupid argument. It's so obvious. But there's just people like, huh, you're like, lottery much? Huh. Hmm. Moron. First of all, it's $2. Who cares? It's like, it's two bucks. 
And yeah. if they are yeah. gambling and they think they will win, maybe they're desperate. Maybe they really need that money. And even if they're not, leave them alone. It's $2. If they bought the ticket and tweeted 50 times about how they're going to win, then make fun of them. They're not getting you in your fucking face and be like, oh, yeah, I do lottery. No, who cares? Who cares? You can say you dislike an entertainment product, fine. But when it's judging people for something like that, which is so minor and so irrelevant, it's just so just... It was. It really... I saw quite a few people on the old feed just showing their ass. Oh, yeah. Just showing like how judgmental and classist i'm an extremely judgmental person but i'll never look down on someone getting a fucking lottery ticket well that little moment of hope for someone yeah yeah who cares did it make them happy and and you know what i think this ties into is the idea where people will not it's very hard for people to judge each other on their actions and it's very easy for people to pull each other out especially in a, a world like this that is so consumerist, and of course, this is the only world we have. So this is the capitalist, consumerist world, and this is the world where we have. We won't make it off this planet. None of us will. Okay, if you make it off this planet, it just means you're going to die on Mars, right? I want to be fucking fired out of a cannon. That's the only yeah. way I'm going. <laughs> fucking but, just annihilate me. Annihilate my dick and balls. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, so <laughs> if you make it off this planet, either your your genitals have been annihilated or you die on Mars, but <laughs> you have uh you have nothing but what you buy. And this comes back to the forum thing where the synthesizer people are going to judge you on what synthesizers you buy. The photography people are going to judge you on the photography gear you buy, whether it's lights or lenses or camera bodies or what have you. And the fitness people are going to judge you. The cyclists are going to judge the people like you and me, Ed, who have stationary bikes. And the people like us are going to judge cyclists and drivers are going to judge cyclists. And when I walk down the street, I hate drivers, but sometimes People on bikes come too close to me, and they don't say they're passing when I'm walking on the Olentangy Trail, and so they come oh, I, too close I, to me. I should be clear. I fucking hate most cyclists. Whenever I am walking around or driving, cyclists are some of the... The cyclists I see on the road are some of the most self-absorbed... Not arrogant. What's the fucking word? They're like... They believe the world is theirs, and to not accede your space to them is a crime... Because yeah, they will just, it, like, they don't obey the fucking rules. Same goes for motorcyclists. Oh, and but, yeah. they just took it, they don't, they want you to obey the rules that they have that they're ignoring. And, excuse me, wine came yeah. up a little bit there. Uh, but they want <laughs> you to, they want you to, they think because, and there is a lot of this, I'm saving the planet shit. That's what I always say. In New York, I used to regularly get into it, cyclists, because I'd be, crossing the road when I had a green man to walk across. Yeah. yeah. And they just fucking buzz through. Are you fucking? I just say the worst shit in the world. And they'd stop. They'd start arguing with me and they're like leotards. Oh, I'd be like, yeah, what no. are you going to fucking do about it? Because I was just a young man with a lot of anger. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah. just fucking starting up. And they'd be like, you know what? I'm fucking doing something for the environment. And I'd be like, I'm fucking walking. Oh my god, I actually did say I'm walking here effectively to someone in New York, I just realized. That's beautiful. 
That's a beautiful <laughs> That's so that is so perfect. That's like the end of the usual suspects for me. But that yes. <laughs> but this is and I think what I'm slowly trundling towards there is it's a human thing. People obviously we all think of ourselves as far more important than we really are. Oh, and yeah. this compounds online into these communities cuz you'd think that a community by definition would be more accepting when it's quite the opposite, especially with niche interests. It's incredibly insular and divisive and if there aren't two sides it's because there's just one side against the world and oh yeah it's so bizarre and the reason that we keep coming back to twitter is it's a live stream of all of these things if you go into any feed about uh, discords are actually i never found this with irc but themed discords are fucking vile sometimes i mean just fucking they have a huge racism problem, apparently. And really? Yeah, yeah. And you get so in there and people just bag on people. It's like kind of like the chat rooms used to be, but worse. Because you can actually, when you at someone, I think it actually flashes now. It's just, ugh. So, so I haven't... Uh... If you're if you're listening to this and you know about Discord, listen. You gotta you gotta tell me. Uh, I haven't been on it. I um, there's a couple folks that I follow uh, whose work I really like, and I follow them on Patreon. And I've gone into their Discord, but this is like the bubble effect because these people have self selected for being fairly fucking cool. And and the one I can think of is uh, Street Fight. It's another podcast. They're based here in Columbus. Cool guys. Uh, and they have a Discord. And I really, you know, I really have a very limited capacity for chatting with people. It's just uh, chatting. I will talk to anybody online, like, uh, or, or pardon me, I'll talk to anybody on the street. Uh, I a, a guy getting out of his car said hi to me today. And maybe this is because... Uh, I'm from the Midwest, but I talked to him for like 10 minutes and we just like shot the shit about, uh, throwing stuff away. I, I don't know. He was doing remodeling. I don't know. Nice guy. Right. But I really, just because I've, I've been so tortured by all the modes of communication online, I really don't want to talk to somebody in a chat room online. So I, I really haven't gone on discord. But, um, so the, so the discord thing, there's like open themed channels. Is that what you're saying? Like, yeah, which, and there are some very good ones. There's some I quite enjoy, like the go off Kings. I'm in that one. And that's great because it's, but again, it's cheating because I already know all the people. It's effectively a very, very large group chat. And actually I, I give those guys credit for fostering quite a nice community there are others for like random games I've dropped into then immediately dropped out of because it's like, ah, oh God, you guys, I'm not part of your group. You're, you're going to give me shit. I don't want to fucking deal with this. I'll just go oh. immediately. It's just much quicker as far as getting to the worst of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I haven't. Uh, I've been in private discords where you need the little link to go in. And it's like self-selected. I, I've not joined any that are like open to everyone, uh, just because I uh, I don't. Uh, you don't want to talk to more people, which I don't blame you for. You know, well, I you're I'll not actively you. looking for another real-time stream of shit directly onto your <laughs> computer. Well, y- y- 
Yeah, I think that's true. I think um, engaging with like a general stream. So here's the thing is that if you have something where it's just open and anybody can join and anybody can get on there, it just tends to accumulate basically like male 20-year-old gamers. And I really, no offense, if you're a a 20-something male gamer, you know, I have some friends that are like 20-odd-year-old gamers and they're fucking cool. Um, But like just you guys know the general audience of this demographic of people is like not cool. And it's like, you know, super... Super aggressive. And this is something interesting. Uh, Something that I've come to understand is that I really do not enjoy spaces that are only for men. And I, I have gotten into spaces that ended up being implicitly only for men. Like, for example, the synthesizer forum, there's not a lot of women that are into this, and it ends up inculcating this kind of behavior where men are misogynist and and all this and all that. And so it, you know, excludes women. Women don't feel welcome. But I, I really have gotten to the point where I'm not interested in what men talk about when women aren't around. I'm just really fucking not interested in it, and and that was a very weird what realization. What is that though? What 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 is the? Perhaps it's I'm a homebody and so is my wife, and this does not make me anything fucking special. I just don't go anywhere, so I mostly right. everything I talk about by default. I'm probably talking to a woman just because she's she and I talk all the time. We live together. And we don't fucking like people. We don't go outside much. Right, right. So yeah. it's like I I don't know what I wouldn't be talking about otherwise. I'm trying to like think about it. My brain doesn't really work so good, so I'll well, get there in like 3 hours. You know, uh so if you're in a space and it's all men, basically what you have is you have and invariably if you have a space and it's all men, it's basically all, and this is my experience, of course, as as a, a 39-year-old straight white man, you know, growing up where I did and, and experiencing what I did online. It's generally straight men, okay? Because if you have a bunch of straight dudes and they're all together and you don't, like, select men for being, like, especially fucking cool – they're really homophobic and they make gay jokes all the fucking time. The married dudes talk about how much they hate their fucking wives, which I don't. Ed, it doesn't sound like you do. I've been divorced, uh, man. I fucking like, there's a really obvious thing you can do if you don't like. Uh. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, you know, and uh, weirdly... Uh, all the spaces I, I have been in, which are e- explicitly or implicitly all male spaces, uh, end up pitching toward uh, racism because it always, for some reason, it always ends up being just white men and, and you know, they say racist shit. And, uh, you know, the the single dudes talk about how much they hate single women and the married dudes talk about how much they hate their wives. I'm just like fucking, uh, 
I'm just fucking over it. And it's like an extension of the forum thing where like, I don't, I don't feel the need to like prove myself as, as being manly to a bunch of other men. I don't give a shit. I want to like have a nice fucking conversation. You know what I want to talk about? Sometimes I want to talk about stuff I like and, and maybe like have a nice conversation where I emotionally connect with another person. And, uh, maybe that's why, uh, you know, interacting in these spaces with these other dudes who just really don't ever want to be vulnerable in any way is so fucking boring to me because, you know, I'm, I'm entirely self-loathing and I think, uh, you know, I'm aware of how stupid a lot of the stuff that I do and think is and, you know, I want to talk about that and be like, you know, I'm stupid. I fucked up, whatever. Like, and it's funny and it's interesting and it's more interesting than being like, you know, it, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I don't know. I would be paraphrasing and say, well, you know, if it weren't for all the if it weren't for all these women fucking stuff up. Right. Yeah. And I think I think part of it was funny is the whole time I was listening to you, I was like, cool. I know the default judgment for everything you're saying. Yeah. And it's going to be, well, there goes another woke guy. Another woke guy being woke. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah. oh, God yeah. damn it. It's just like, I, I, I always remember this teacher in college. When I think of that. It's when he's t- we, we had this really bad psychology teacher before him. And he was like... I can't do those questions where I like try and distract you from the real answer through wordplay because I'm not that smart. And that's exactly how I am with being woke. I just, I don't have the brain capacity to be like, okay, if I say the right combination of words, I will seem good. Well, not bad. And no, and and, but then it's just this weird thing where like I don't. I instantly worry that someone's default reaction to that that sentence is going to be, God, another, another two white guys talking about how woke they are. And it's just, oh, God. Well, I don't know. It's, it's exhausting. It's my, it's, my personal, it's my personal preference. And it's totally, I'm going to admit, you know, uh, on the first episode, Ed and I, you know, we talked about, you know, hey, you know, shit sucks. Buying stuff sucks. You can't get happy by buying things. You need to connect to other people, whatever. And But we're total hypocrites because, yeah, you know, I'll buy a, a new app or a new game or, or a new piece of music gear or whatever occasionally to distract myself and, and to, you know, because everybody falls into the same trap. The smartest person is like 10% smarter than the dumbest person. You know what I'm saying? So like me saying, hey, you know, I I don't like all men's spaces. I'm tired of like white dudes talking about how much women suck or whatever. That's just my personal preference. That's me being totally selfish where that's like what I fucking personally think. Yeah, It's not, you know, there's there's nothing performative about it. Look, I'm fucking short. I'm uh, bald. I have extreme anxiety. Oh, you know, yeah. I, I occasionally go to the hospital because I'm just fucking freaking out in my own mind. You know, there's and, and you know, there's there's nothing 
I have to prove. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to impress anybody. Uh, what I want to do is I want to, I want to communicate with people what I'm thinking and I want to amuse people with what I, I fucking think. And you know what? There's, there's nobody who's like, you know, I, I hate this stuff just because I personally hate it. And it's not, uh, uh, it, it's not, you know, I have the correct opinions or whatever. It's just, this is my personal feeling. Yeah. And that is also something that just thinking about that more, it's like, I grew up with my sister in the house, my mom in the house. My sister was always old, older because she was born before me. Thank you, brain, for that excellent sentence. <laughs> and just firing on all fucking cylinders here. And so I just kind of grew up just being like, yeah, they're, they're here. Women are here. Men are here. Whatever. And there are the implicit things. Or not. That's, I don't know if that's what the shit that you just learn by living yeah. That's bad. That's sexist. And you fucking say stuff like that. You call people a bitch. And it's like, that is sexist without you thinking about it. Right, and there are those right. things that you get societally. But generally, I learn eh, you shouldn't do the things that upset people in general, of which women are involved. And as I've got older, I've realized there are so many levels of nuance to that. It's like, oh, I'll try and do things that balance things out for everyone. Not because I think anyone will be impressed, because I don't know. Maybe if I grew up having that rewarded, I would. Maybe that's part of it, that there is a reward structure that people who do that have realized. Like, they've realized that be, by being woke, they will be more popular. And that's terrifying as well. Like, if I'm just, like, consider oh, woman yeah. equals, I'll be more popular. It's like, Jesus Christ. Oof. Well, it, you know, the... <laughs> so, uh... The the funny thing is, is so uh, I noticed and I noticed this a few years ago that um, I would meet people. I, you know, I know a lot of people. I hang out with people. I, I talk with people. And, um, you know, there are people who, you know, if you and your wife or, or you and your partner are hanging out with somebody and your partner's a woman they will sometimes talk to you and not to your partner. And, you know, uh, uh, my my wife brought this up to me several years ago that it, it was very obvious to her when somebody didn't like her. And I would, you know, I, I have self-loathing. And I said, well, you know, uh, you know, I feel like people don't like me a lot of the time. She said, no, watch and think about it and look at it. Uh, uh, sometimes there will be certain people that will talk to you and they'll look at you and they won't even look at me and they won't even talk to me. And so the thing is, is it's just a matter of if you want to be friends with women, if you want to be friends with people who are not straight white men, you can choose to like treat people equally and you can choose to like have a conversation with a woman and you can choose to like talk to people who are not exactly the same age as you or the same gender or the same socioeconomic background as you. And it's not fucking about, you know, uh, putting on, you know, adding to a list of adjectives about yourself. It's a question of whether you as a person want to like 
get people's perspective who you don't have every single thing in common with. And so it's not about, you know, these guys online who will be like, oh, I'm a male feminist and then I can be like a more effective rapist. Right. It's yeah. not it's not that it's that, you know, if if you fucking if you want to be friends with with folks that are do not run down the exact same list of adjectives that describe you, then you can. And if you don't want to and if you know, that's your choice. But, you know, you're missing out because uh, I have several women who I'm friends with and they're interesting and they're funny. And you know what? They never talk to me about jacking off. You know, I don't fucking, I'm really tired. And I don't mind if like jacking off comes off in a conversation, fine, whatever, but I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm pretty open to like talking about whatever with whoever well, okay, no. I'll be honest. If a woman brought it up, it would be like really weird. Tell you what, no, you know what? I'm just gonna roll that shit back. Look, if a friend of mine was like, "Oh yeah, I was jacking off the other day," I'd probably be like, "Oh, who cares? I'm not gonna be like, hey, don't talk about honking off." But if someone I didn't know talked about, never really considered it because I actually don't know if it's yeah. happened in my life. My brother, I think, may have brought it up. When I think about it. No, no one's ever talked to me about jacking off except my brother. Really? <laughs> really? So, uh, uh, so I know that I have been, uh, so, so I know that I have been in a number of, uh, spaces that were men only, whether they were group chats or Who forums or whatever. talk about that with f- it, anyone? So I, so I, okay, so I am in a monogamous relationship and I don't want to involve other people in my sex life. Yeah. It's just the no, I'm, way I'm absolutely that's just the, same the way, way that's just the way that I feel about it. And that's like my my emotional response to that is that you know I you do what you want to do. I'm not going to judge anybody for doing whatever, but like I don't want to I don't want to you know, I don't I don't want to uh have that be a part of my friendship with somebody because then I have essentially a a sexual relationship with them. And that it's not that it makes me uncomfortable necessarily. It's that I I don't, I I don't want that. And I would rather like have a nice conversation about something. And, you know, if I want to, I'm really stuck on this thing. Like, have I ever discussed masturbation with anyone who wasn't a sexual partner or my brother once? Really is never. That's just such a really well, that happened. Has that happened to you more than once in a space? Like guys oh, have just yeah. started talking about. Because for me, that sounds oh, really, yeah, yeah. really weird. Like just the idea oh, yeah. of my 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 ding dong and other people talking about it. Like knowing any of that business, like. Seems deeply un like I'm very upset even thinking about that. It's genuinely an uncomfortable, sad idea for me. My well, and, and, and I, I'm I also know. fine with people online making jokes about like who are like like beating the throat or two where people like talk about yeah my dick's bad like that's that's separate. But also if there's a woman in there, eh, probably don't want to do this. Probably deeply uncomfortable for her. Man, never well, thought I'd get and- into like I need to get a whiteboard. 
<laughs> we're gonna we're gonna have to start printing stuff out and tacking it together with red string, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, and, and you know, again, I don't know if it's just uh, I don't know if it's like a, a strange social outlet. I don't know. It's a masculinity thing, probably a strength thing. I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I don't know, but yeah, it's happened to me. And and these are, I will say uh, again that. It, Everybody involved in this defines themselves as being straight men. So it's not that, you know, uh, there's... I mean, no offense to gay guys, but discussing jacking off with another guy, doesn't that kind of seem like something... Like, I don't know, like... Well, and, you know, and so, so I'm very open. Yeah, I mean, if you you want to talk about it with a mate and you're like, I don't know how this works, who cares... But it's always like if you're struggling to see masculine, seems like a really well. And and so my issue with it is I'm like you know I don't want to talk about uh, you know I don't necessarily want to talk about this with you. Like and I'll be very yeah. straight. I'm very straightforward. Which all is the great time. by the way because with everyone <laughs> I talk to, when I get into a thoughtful conversation, in the back of my head is like, oh, they probably don't care. It's probably really fucking boring to them. I should go and do something else. They're probably bored as shit. I can't believe they're talking to me. That's like 90% of my conversations. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, that's not, that's self-loathing. That's like, you know, here's the thing is that if you never doubt yourself, uh, you're wrong. Yeah. Because <laughs> you should doubt yourself sometimes. But unfortunately, like having the, the metacognition to think that, hey, you know, the stuff that I am saying and am thinking, you know, maybe this is boring. Maybe this is not entertaining to another person. You're considering somebody else's emotions. So so if you're self-loathing, uh, you know, that that pitches you towards being more emotionally healthy, I think. But, yeah. uh, you, you know, uh, uh, and again, I don't I don't have any any kind of homophobia or anything. Uh, and, you know, if, if I were talking to a dude who identified as, as uh, uh, gay or bisexual or, or whatever, it, it was it, actually I know, take it, was it a back. man. I it take was it a back. man. Yeah. My gay friends will talk about it. OK. OK. Yeah. But, yeah. No, that's, and, and yeah, no, that's but it's actually fine. It's actually fun because my gay mates, who are, I'm going to be honest, they're guys. So I fucking am getting like half the conversation there. But. The the way that sex is discussed is not in a competitive gaming sense. It's not like a, oh, yeah, you know, fuck that girl. It's like, a, oh, yeah, I was bumming my husband the other day. It's fucking great. It's, there's something really enjoyable about it. It's like, yeah, yeah. You're, enjoying, yeah. you're enjoying having sex with the guy you love. It's fucking great. I wish my male friends were like, if, the, if and when they discuss sex, were like that jazzed. Yeah, like super yeah, excited absolutely. to discuss how like my like I the brief discussion of sex with my wife is I fucking love it. It's great because I love the shit and she's gorgeous. Like that's and that is something I actually really don't find from like heterosexual men. Like, oh no, it's just never. No. It's like sex is like a yep. I'm level fifty. Yeah, and I got the three, well, the it- three extra upgrades too. Well, well, and you can you. I mean, straight dudes talking about sex is basically either like this is like this is what I have achieved. This is what my wife has done for me. 
uh, this is what I did to my wife. Yeah. This is what I did for, or my girlfriend or whatever. And uh, uh, it's very, it has this bent where, like you said, it's achievement based. And that's why, that's why the, the jack off stuff is so fucking weird to me because I'm like, I'm not, you know, uh, uh, maybe if you're not, you know, 17, again, you know, this has to do with emotional maturity yeah. and it has to do with the fact that uh, a lot of men have trouble emotionally communicating with other men, at least uh, uh, straight men do, because, you know, there's vulnerability that comes with uh, expressing your emotions. And then there's this whole thing where it's like, oh, uh, you know, you showed some kind of vulnerability. So now I have to prove that I am above you or I am stronger or better than you by, you know, mocking your vulnerability I'm big sex or man, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's really weird, actually, there is this, at least in my experience, and I mean, I just talk to less people offline now, and the conversations I have with people offline now or on the phone are much better, but I would yeah. definitely say... I could talk to more people. I'm not saying I should because the idea of more people is always not great for me. Never liked the idea of someone came over the other day because we lost our cat. We got it back. She's fine. And they like stuck around like talking. And I was like, ah, eh. oh, wow. just like trying yeah. to find like her. And they were just being nice. They were doing nothing wrong. Yeah. They were just like asking yeah. how we moved to the area and such. And I was genuinely like, can I not go back to watching television? I need oh, like a man. glass of wine. I want to just talk to the one person I chose to spend the rest of my life with. <laughs> That's why I did it. I don't need another yeah. one. Yeah. Listen. And then I've got my friends who I could speak to for hours, like your good self. And it's, I could definitely speak to more people, but I think just by the fact that my real life is much more normy than online. And I think that that's been good for me by accident. There's no calculation. Like when I was in New York in my early mid twenties, I was in a predominant, it was only men, like mostly white yeah. men. And that's actually a big problem in public relations. They're all fucking white guys or white women. And it's always all this weird, like multi-layered trying to impress everyone, but not too much. So you still establish dominance. Fucked up world, truly fucked up. Oh, yeah. And it's just this weird thing of, I don't think I talk to enough people to necessarily get fully pulled into these groups, which is not me being virtuous. Or if it is, it's me accidentally being virtuous. And I just, <laughs> yeah. And I've learned that, like, really simple things, like if I see a woman talking about, like, a feminist issue or, a, like, a, a civil rights issue about woman, I usually just, I used to always want to, like, respond and be like, hey, I agree. Well, that's great. I've just learned to just like and retweet or like or retweet and then just say nothing else. About it. It's nothing like when the black woman I follow is talking about black issues. I'm not I'm not going to. What is my response going to do there? What am I adding? Like other than yes, I agree. It's nothing. It's nothing I can add. And that's actually helped, I think, because it's like I'm not I have no need to put extra information into a conversation where I'm adding nothing. And that's made oh, me yeah. think a yeah. lot more about what I'm doing. There's the obvious function of like just not saying stuff if other people have said it, but also just trying not to get involved in as many conversations, which seems like the opposite of online. But I don't know. 
I, I, oh, well, it, it's also it's it, it's bad on one level because theoretically the great thing about online should be that I talk to more people about more things I like but that's the opposite of the reward structure yeah absolutely. literally the opposite you get only the- negative feedback if you try the more niche you go the worse it gets but (laughs) but in all seriousness it's there is something about online where i am on a little bit less than i used to be and the more like i'm trying to push myself towards more honest conversations because I've started to realize there's actually not that much damage you get from being honest. That all of this yeah. fucking yeah. anti-sincerity shit is just garbage. And one thing I've noticed is people are... There are the fake sincere people. The people who like... Like the people who tweet like five times like, we're going to abolish ICE or I'm going to abolish ICE. I do not believe for a fucking second they care that much. I know, maybe that's right, a bad thing. Right. Maybe they do care. But... I've learned that generally, unless your job is directly part of that thing or you are investing your time about it, if you tweet about something all day, every day, but you're not actually physically doing anything with it, you don't care that much. And it's nothing about proof. It's nothing about virtue. It's just sheer fucking, like... You just not. You don't care about the action. You care about the action around pretending you're doing something. You care about what you get as a result of being virtuous. And right, that's and, why Gary Vaynerchuk think- is so horrible, by the way, because he definitely buys into everything he's doing. He definitely believes or everything he does oh, yeah. is important. And he's just like fucking horrible for that reason. I don't believe he thinks it's that important, but he does it. He does it all day, all. Yeah, all day, all night. Well, the, I I think the idea that there's a micro industry of people who tell other people to do stuff is like almost multi-level. Well, in, that's what I do for a living as well. Yeah, <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, everybody's a part of the machine, right? Oh, yeah, like I'm not going <laughs> to... That, that's the thing. I will, I will bag on people with the understanding that I'm kind of a hypocrite. But also, yeah. I'm not changing my Twitter feed significantly to fit in for my clients. There's not really anything I do, I don't do as a result of having the clients. I actually say fuck less. I wish I could just. I tweet fuck a sucker ding dong like every day. If I didn't <laughs> know it lost me one client. Yeah. Seriously, yeah. I had this client who's like, yeah, it was the first. I tell that one already? There was like the first thing they saw when they Googled me. The tweet of me saying, uh, you, fuck a sucker ding dong. You told me that. I don't know if you've put it on here. Who knows? Well, uh, just, I'm not going to say the name of the company, but if you somehow listened to it, I was nice over email and the phone, I seemed kind of mad. I just want to say, you're an immature fucking baby. <laughs> or at least your boss is. And if you're the boss of that person, that's what I think Yeah. Uh, put a hundred percent raspberry if you uh if you don't like it uh it, you know i i think there's uh 
You know, Ed, I think we ought to talk about this at some point soon. Uh, what? The idea, the idea, and I, I know we're probably going to wrap up soon. No, we got here. time. We, we've, we're actually doing fairly well for time for once. Are we? Yeah. Are we? Yeah, man. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we usually go so long. Uh, y- you know, this idea that uh, it, since Twitter is public all the time, there have been so many people. How many people do you think since – the invention of Twitter. Okay, so it it came on it it went online in two thousand six. I joined in two thousand eight, so I was an early adopter. I think most people who were on Twitter joined between most. Okay, so most people in our demographic joined between probably twenty twelve and twenty fifteen. And so, how many people do you think on Twitter? have lost their jobs because of something they tweeted, just because somebody saw something they tweeted and they said, I don't like that. I think it's affected people in the workplace. I don't know about straight up losing a job, but my general feeling is that they... So, for example, with my tweets, I've got in trouble at work. I had one where I had like a spirited argument with someone at Harmonix, the makers of Rock Band. Yeah, where I, 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 perhaps I was a little bit angry, but I wasn't rude. But I called them out because they were like, "You're making rock band, we're doing DLC," and I said, "Listen, I know you, I know you think you're doing that, but with your DLC, you're not. Like you're putting in like Lady Gaga. That's not a rock band. There are like plenty of different rock bands you could put in here, and Lady Gaga yeah. is not a rock band." And I think you're giving, I think you're making false promises here, if I'm completely honest. And I got called into the office, got in fuck tons of trouble. Oh, wow. Really? Uh, yeah, and, and I this had was... to apologize. This is an old job I had in PR. Oh, okay. Okay. And I had so to. So it was not. Yeah. One time I called Benedict Devon. I've insulted Benedict Devons, who's this uh, bespectacled guy who works for Andreessen Horowitz, big VC. Looks like a store brand Harry Potter, and <laughs> he's also like an in- yeah. insufferable goon. And he was oh, he's no. like, the, he did this famous thing where he's like, you know what? Something's wrong with San Francisco. Where are the bookshops? Where are the block uh, city block wide carpet stores? And I bagged on him. Oh, for the like, carpet, the carpet, the guy. carpet guy. And yeah, I have genuinely had issues with Andreessen Horowitz over that. But they don't know why. Most of the people are like, hey, we know we have a problem with you. I'm like, do you know why? And they go quiet. I'm like, do you know who? And they're like, oh, it's Benedict Evans. I'm like, but do you know the actual snark? And I'll tell them. And they're usually like, oh, wow, that's that's really dumb to care about. And he's just like this VC guy who pontificates. And on top of that, yeah. I mean, the, literally all their portfolio companies think it's fucking hilarious and no one takes them seriously. I had one client get angry because I did a genius annotation of a blog post of Benedict Evans. And you know what? They weren't wrong. I shouldn't have. I was kind of going all in. Yeah. And truth be told, he um, like he has never reached out to me. And I had this rule. I have this very clear rule with online. And I like this. No one's ever asked. Door is always open. If anyone is actually genuinely hurt by what I say, I will take it down and apologize. 
I mean, if someone, so there is this guy, I won't name this uh, reporter, and he used to be super horny for retweets from this other reporter called Firehead Manju, and he did this like ASCII cat of this cat dancing saying, got that, Firehead retweet. And I took the same ASCII cat, removed the words, and I put in, he has a bad dick. I put he being his name. <laughs> and then we made fun of his bad dick for a while. And then we went out and got drinks like years later. And I was like, hey, look, if you ever want me to stop. He's like, no, I think it's hilarious. I'm like, oh, thank God. Because genuinely, if I don't think I've ever really sat down and be like, I want to hurt this person. Oh, I don't yeah. Think I've no, ever I- in my life been like maybe once or twice. And, in, and those are my darkest, like, I'm not proud of those moments. I think that there is a genuine, I, I, if anyone was ever like, Ed, you know what, even if it was someone I was having a really bad argument with, unless it was like a Nazi in which case, go fuck yourself. I have no sorrow for you. I hope you're miserable. Right, right. I hope you're fucking miserable, you fucking murderer. Anyways, um, but like, if I'm having an argument with someone who doesn't like, even if it's someone who's bagged on me first and they're like, come on, man, that actually really hurts. I'd be like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, I back off immediately because I'm not like, most of those arguments. I'm trying to get rid of the other person and also feel good. I'm like, ha, ha, ha. what I said was funny. Like for me, it's entertaining me and I'm yeah, really not yeah. trying to cause harm. I'm not, I'm trying to get rid of the person and also score points in like my own little fighting game. And, <laughs> but I think deep down, if anyone was like, yeah, that actually really hurt my feelings. I would feel awful. I really do think maybe this is functionally different i think most people don't think about it versus don't care are on the side of good there but i think in these in these situations like so getting back to the actual subject to what we're talking about though now i've moralized for a second i think that the problem with online the people who get fired or in trouble because of this is because there is a people are still not fully capable of understanding the public private side and i mean that on yeah, both sides yeah. of the equation so first of all there's the obvious of like maybe you shouldn't be like so cocks in hell share i hate your music if you want people to like not see that and be like hey you're fired that's not a great right, right, share right. but i think there is a level of People don't realize that that person, a man or woman, or who they see at work is capable of being like, fuck a sucker, ding dong. I think on some <laughs> level, they think that there is a societal pressure that stops them from doing that. And the version they see is the one they always see. That on their off time, they are only the person they see at work, but more interesting and more relaxed. So when they see someone go, fuck shit balls, their reaction is, oh, I can't believe that. And then there's the natural, well, you're representing us. The truth is, no, you're fucking not. You're really not. Well, really not. And I think. And if you're if you're actively antagonizing part of the equation that would fuck with their life, like people they're selling to people like if i was and i've done it in the past and i've stopped myself is and that's definitely something i do on twitter is i tend not to argue with journalists just because i pitch them for work yeah it really does interfere with the whole equation but there is absolutely 
anyone reading a, a tweet, I feel is they they're like, oh, you're always like this. I thought you were always you're always representing yourself, and it's not true. It's just a very public thing. It's a very and there's this assumption of importance as well. It's like, okay, so you're representing my company. And what if someone saw that tweet, then looked, then said, you are the person representing but Big Butt Inc. You've really, yeah. you've really upset the stakeholders in Big Butt Inc. They know us as the fuck-a-suck-a-ding-dong company now. Like, it's just this assumption of importance around micro-events that really, truly do not affect anyone's ability to do anything. Now, well, if someone was well, a priest, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that might change things a bit. Well, and I think uh, I think there's the tendency of people to sort of create their own narrative based around uh, seeing one thing that you wrote that maybe meant something in context, or maybe something that you just posted to be funny, and to take that in a vacuum. And just kind of extrapolate from that and get mad at their own idea of what happened. Now, now this has happened to me so many times. And, and I, so I have had, so I have anxiety. I think about things. I wake up oh, at yeah. four in the morning thinking about things. And so you have, and I think everybody does this. I'm not so so solipsistic as to think I'm the only one who does this, but I I think many people probably have imaginary conversations. You know you're going to go to work tomorrow and talk to your boss. You know you're going to uh, talk to you know you, you something pissed you off, and when your wife comes home from work, you're going to talk to her about it. Um, you know you you're your friend. You have a reason to talk to your friend. You're going to talk to your friend. The next time you see them, so you like psych yourself up and you've, you're carrying out these imaginary conversations and you imagine that this other person has said something and you get pissed at the other person, not because of what they have said and not because of what they have done, but you get pissed at the other person and tell me this hasn't happened to you. It's going to make me feel better if it has. Okay. It, I have had an imaginary conversation with somebody else where I have imagined them saying something and it has pissed me off. And then oh, yeah. I've legitimately been I've legitimately been pissed off at them because I have daydreamed this conversation I oh, yeah, might I've been have anxious with them that a conversation a would happen. So I've wargamed it naturally. Yeah. Anxiously yeah, exactly. sat there word by word imagining my response. Then there's been then I've had one version where I felt like I looked too good in it, so I thought I was just daydreaming in a positive way, so I've made it go right. worse, so that when the actual conversation sort of happens, I am not in a fit state to really do it, and I'm a complete fucking mess. And I, like, <laughs> just, like, they're like, hi, yeah. I'm like, Bleh. <laughs> like, like, a contractor well, or, like, a client. Yeah, I've had so many yeah. of those client ones where I've gone in just pissed off at them for no reason. Or like and, upset and already? Yeah, that's the one that happens because, a lot. Right, because of what you you wargamed. I love that word, Ed. It is wargamed? You you kind of 
Monte Carloed out all the different possibilities of what might happen. And one of the possibilities really pissed you off. So you fixated yeah. on it, right? Right? I and think then you that's started preparing absolutely. your life for it. Like my yes. one is like, oh, I have a conversation with a client later. They're going to fire me. Fucking bastard. Right. How dare they do that? Oh, it's right. fucking and this pieces is, of shit. And they, they're not. And, no, and then you line up. And then you line up like all of the fucking snappy things you're going to say. Oh, yeah. And you'll be like, like oh, yeah. Sick so burns. this is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you're going to come up on. Uh, and you know what? When the. Com- and we've talked about this before. When the conversation happens, your brain's like, see? See? You didn't prepare enough. You right. You prepared right. for this. When the truth is, the, the times I've gone in fresh to conversations, I'm oftentimes better. I just. When they're sudden, I've been capable of. Dealing with them. Hell, there was one where a client I didn't know was planning to fire me, and I literally got on the call not knowing, and just in my head I was like, okay, what do I actually do here? Let's just go in fresh. And I actually came up with something fucking brilliant that led led strategy since then. Now, that is not saying I'm smart. I'm actually shocked. My brain, like, shuffled the deck and, like, an actual hand of cards versus, like, three packets of soul and one, like, one of those, like, the, the jokers was in there. <laughs> also, I love that yeah. my brain couldn't think yeah. of what the Joker was. One of the most famous cards. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Jesus Christ. And that, but it's, and that's why I try not to, when I know a conversation's coming, I try and distract myself. I have to. Because if I don't, I know my brain is just going to fucking sit there and just be like, you need to worry about that. You need to plan for how do you respond to this when most people do oh, yeah. not think yeah. that linearly ever. Well, and you can't, you can't, you know, you cannot walk down. And I've, I've been trying to tell my own brain this for, for my entire life that you can't walk down like the binary tree of all of somebody's possible responses. No. In like the dialogue chain, you know, they have all these different choices and you can't walk, you can't walk down. You can just go into it and you can try to communicate with somebody else. But of course, uh, most people's brains don't allow them to do this. And so I, I think you're totally right. This is, this is what happens. But this is where arguments come with- from online. It's because people yeah, can war game. They can sit there and be like, I'm going to. Here's how I'm going to fucking sit down and plan out the most b- brutal evisceration of this person. I'm going to plan. On these fucking forums, it was always worse because at least Twitter, there's the constraint of, okay, I only have 280 ca- characters. On the forums, like when right. I played EverQuest, oh my God, the fucking arguments that would happen there were just fucking brutal. Because people would sit there and, like, sh- think they were doing Shakespeare. <laughs> Just this brutal, yeah. these ripping apart, quoting every word or sentence. Just a complete nightmare of words. And then no one would fully read it. They'd probably be like, lol. And it would be, which I always found really fucking funny. Actually, I think oh, it's dude, a really uh- good response to any, like, overly long critique. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like, yeah absolutely. Just like, just like, so. <laughs> or the question mark, like we said, it's just such a good fucking. It pulls the wind out. Just 
deflates any fucking like measure of intelligence or thought you had. So so over the so over the years, um and and for those who are younger or those who are new to the internet, email actually did used to be how people would communicate. But uh I used to get emails and sometimes somebody would email me like a page or two pages and it would just be a wall of text. And I'm sure Ed, Ed you know this, people would do this on forums too, right? Yeah. Like, especially on gaming forums, I'm sure. Oh yeah. And, and it would be, and it would be like a wall, a legitimate wall of text. And it would be like, whether it was readable or not, because sometimes people would really spend time and just really hammer out a really grammatically correct, really just devastating takedown of like why they didn't like something I was doing or or I once got like a three page and I say three page because it was like I would scroll down on my computer monitor and it was three pages worth of screen long. And it was somebody who got mad at me because I I put the word fuck on my comic uh, toothpaste for dinner. And they were mad because I guess they had constructed this idea that it was a clean comic or that it was it abided by whatever standards that they believed in or like whatever. Toothpaste. And I had put the like toothpaste is clean. Right. right. Do you not realize right, you insulted it, the cleanliness. Yeah, they yeah. worked. They worked for like Orbit or Crest. <laughs> They're just like so, you, fucking bastard! You fucking up my yeah. SEO. <laughs> yeah, I really you know, like Kimber- Kimberly Kimberly Clark Procter and Gamble got. I know. Got I know mad. the company's no, the main. Was- I named Orbit, which doesn't make toothpaste. Fuck, just. Did you say or- Orbit? Yeah, like like the gum. Yeah. Okay, yeah, just my okay. brain just complete just nightmare. I, I'm at the end of my work day, so what the lie I'm going to tell myself is, oh, I did all, I put all the smart words into work. Oh yeah, oh no, I I woke up like 14 hours ago. I uh, I went to my kids. And you uh, sound like lucid and clean today. I woke up. Oh god, I I'm bare. I'm barely, barely holding it together. I'm only, but no, I'm only ever barely lucid. Oh, but, like, but no, know, on the subject uh, of just really stupid things to get angry about though my favorite one of this these is public relations just pr is great because the internet gave pr people a chance to work like my good self and they do their job very badly and that's a whole other podcast in fact but yeah not this one like i mean a different podcast and i'm never going to record it and what's great though is the internet enabled just some of the most insufferable fucking people in the world to reveal their really stupid things that upset them. So I'm going to read one to you because I get invited for some reason to these like real PR groups. Despite the fact yeah. that I have like yeah. an established print history of just bagging on these people because I believe my job is important. Otherwise, I would not be able to get up every morning. I would just be so angry, even with the good pay. Be like so like despondent. But I don't think it's as serious as they take it, and I definitely don't think it's as important as they think it. Listen to this, though. So I get in these groups, and usually... What's great about one of these groups I'm in, it's like an in-house PR one. No idea why I'm in it. I'm not in-house. They Like, every post is like, hey, how do I do my job? Can you do that for me? And I love those. They're just hilarious. 
Yeah. But then you get ones like this. Okay. <clears throat> this is a thread about rants. Okay. Wow. You really took some time writing that document. Thank you. I personally detest the PRP bashing here. And that's in brackets. Public relations professional. I loathe being referred to as a PR and always have done throughout my career. PR is the abbreviation for the activity, not the person. It doesn't work. That person fucking ah. rules because it's like, okay, you're in public relations. So, yeah. So, I mean, unless you you have a grammatical issue, because then it would be like a writer not wanting to be called a right, which is fine. <laughs> but it's... Yeah. People like that are insanely wonderful and horrible to look at because if you go into these PR, there are not PR forums that I can find because I, they, I troll them all day. I don't want to think about it. I'm trying to get my brain away from this because it's now in the back of my head. Like, find it. Find the PR forum. Go in there and <laughs> write fucker sucker ding dong. It's the best, the best thing you can do with your time. But I assume they exist and they're mostly Facebook groups. And it's just clusters of PR people bitching that journalists are upset that they're cold calling them. And it's just oh, that again yeah. and again. Like, yeah. there's one reporter that I won't name. It's a woman. And she's particularly aggressive against PR people because they, they fucking call her all hours of the day. Be like, hey, I have a new startup called Guntly or some shit. And she's <laughs> yeah. like, these fucking PR people. And she's quite aggressive. And they're like, oh, her again. And you know, they, the, these people are like genuinely sitting there being like, why don't they like me? Why don't they like well, it, the fact that I harass them every day? Well, it, and it's, you know, PR or marketing has as much to do with like understanding people. And, and I think, Ed, I, I think that's why uh, we, we bent this podcast towards the idea of like uh, people rather than products yeah. or rather than campaigns or rather than platforms is that truly when it comes down to it, if, if, you know, if you want to work effectively in PR or marketing, you're working with people. And there's the old adage that you can never work around people. You can never get out of dealing with people because businesses are made up of people. And it's absolutely true that you get people, whether they're PR people or whether they're the people that write me and say, hey, will you make a sponsored post? Uh, I, I got... Uh, I accepted it just for the hell of it. I, I got somebody that said, hey, you know, do you want to join this platform? And I said, sure. And they said, okay, so you're going to post about neutral cake brand on your Facebook group, which is like 40,000 people. And you're going to post on your Twitter, which is like 50, 60, whatever thousand people. And we'll give you $50. What? But... But we're, but we don't want you to just post an ad. We want you to write in your own words, uh, what you love about neutral cake brand, the brand, which is of course the, the cake mixer. And, uh, what? I, I declined. Does anyone have that stronger feeling about neutral cake brand? My question. I mean, of course they do. But the, the, yeah, but the, uh, the idea 
that you could be so antisocial as to be like, you know, it's just like we talked about selling blood. Like, I don't want $5 for my blood. What I want is the good I feeling that I, helped, the five that I helped someone, so, that I helped someone not die, right? Yeah, but I can yeah. understand the five bucks because giving blood is unpleasant. It's not something you're going out of your way. Right, right. I can understand taking that five bucks to push you over the edge. The social post thing is... It's great. Because that is not something people have strong thoughts about. When I pitch, when I try and get these clients, I try and get people who I'm like, okay, I can gussy up some excitement about this. And I think there are reporters I know that will be nearly as excited. They do not have the money I am getting from the client to be excited, and that's absolutely part of it. Anyone saying otherwise is a fucking liar. There are exceptions where, like, perhaps I do it for less money, but it's still my job. If I wasn't getting paid for this, I would not do it. Like, really? But um, it's like, if I'm pitching something to someone and they're pumped about talking about it, it's because they find the story cool. They find the thing cool. And that means they're excited about part of the story. Neutral cake brand is not something that I feel like most people get excited about. I feel like that is something where fundamentally they are a very neutral brand. They're like, oh yeah, I'll get neutral cake brand. Like no one is out there like, God fucking damn, hell yeah. Woo. Neutral cake brand time. I mean, I'm always excited to make like a cake, like fine, but I'm excited about the cake. I'm not like, oh damn, I got neutral cake brand. If I know what brand I got, that (laughs) is an exception. And I have, and I have, uh, inadvertently, I'm just realizing now I fucked up because we've said neutral cake brand like 12 fucking times. <laughs> Whoops. Between you and me, we have said it so many times. We have, should uh, we, be, we have increased we their that brand out? awareness. <laughs> if we can beat that out, I'm, keep this, but beep out neutral cake brand. Or like replace it with me going like, actually, if I'll just say neutral cake brand. See if Neutral. you can cut that out and put that over every time I said it. That actually would be really good. Make it super disor- uh, disorienting as well. Like, same volume. Yeah. Awesome. This is how the sausage is made, and, everyone, by the way. It's all... Never DM the guy or tell the guy afterwards. No, just leave that shit in there to prove he's listening. <laughs> no, if you don't... Uh, listen, our our editor is he's really so good. good. Uh, he... He makes us sound so much better. Uh, he makes us sound so smart. But, I love it. That's, that's why the you funny guys thing. listen. You talk yeah. about like inhumanity, and PR right. people are an example of it. Only because there is a degree of a lack of acceptance of how meaningless a lot of this shit is. Like ultimately, if every PR person died, you'd you'd mourn one of them, and it might be because you know them, or it might be like a famous PR person that you liked. Like, you'll be like, oh, no, does that mean Samantha from Sex and the City is dead? Like, I don't know. And, (laughs) but a lot of them is, and this is where the updog thing, when I I would, they would email me some bullshit and I'd be like, hey, does this have updog? And they go, what's updog? And they go, nothing much. What's up with you? That was, no, it was usually against people who just spammed, but none of those things interested me. It wasn't like I got one. I was like, damn. That she sounds pretty fucking cool. 
even though it was the wrong right, person right. or whatever, none of them were like, it was all people just spamming. And I've never got a PR pitch ever where I'm like, that's actually pretty cool. And that might just be because of the fact they're spamming and just the nature of it. But at least when I send out stuff and it, it comes back to your neutral cake brand thing you got where it's like no one is that excited and fifty dollars is an insulting amount of money for that as well right like especially right. because you're making millions of dollars and that person giving out fifty dollars is paid like 700 an hour or something and it's right. fucking wild to me that they don't get it's not exciting like if i'm talking about a game if i'm talking about a fucking game and it's i'm talking to someone who loves games i know there's a mutual interest there if i say to them talk to this game guy about game thing they like it because they like the game or games in general that's a meeting of interest right. that's a human connection even a very skin deep one it's a connection what I don't get are these like social media brands who are like, well, the, the, and it's honestly my round, big round plop of a thought about it is I don't think this is wholly different to how humans interacted before the internet. It was just easier to hide how fucking surface level you were. People forever have done the thing of I'm interested in X to get Y. And, yeah, pr and sure. the most charming people are the ones who are able to either fake or actually are able to be well-rounded enough or just meet with the people who like the same things. It's just that I have to wonder if the social cues you get in person moderate a lot more of the negative things that happen online. Like in person, if someone said something you don't agree with, you're not really going to get the chance to formulate that intelligent response if you're and if you're one of those people who actually can, you genuinely come off awfully. You look like a fucking sociopath. And I've met, I've yeah. known a few of these yeah. people who would like at length just rip you apart for something. Just like fucking just like just something minor as well like you don't know another Nirvana album other than Nevermind. Like you don't know Bleach yeah. or you yeah. thought it was called Scented Apprentice, not Scentless Apprentice. Like that's the kind of shit. <laughs> and those people come off as weirdos. Yeah, yeah on for sure. Facebook or Twitter, someone who does that kind of evisceration is like, oh, damn, yeah, they really got their shit together, really intelligent. And it's just a different <laughs> way of looking at communication and a deeply weird one as well. And I truly see it more on Facebook. I'll see, won't name the person again. But they are constantly talking about politics, and it's fine. They're actually genuinely concerned about it, and they they okay. When I say they talk about it all the time, I'd say once a week I'll see like a fairly long post, and then but then family members of theirs will be like, one of them will be one of these magachard people. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, Trump's gonna kick out the illegals, and then they'll just be like these giant fucking responses. Now even I'll look, I'll go, damn, yeah, that looks good. He's really gave him the business. <laughs> and, but in person, if well, they did that, I'd be like, Jesus, easy. Well, and and so I I think something that people miss is that if you were, you know, I I had in uh, I I guess we finally should yeah probably pretty yeah. soon, but but so I I was talking to my daughter today because we were driving and somebody pulled out in front of us and I was like, what the fuck are you doing right? Yeah. 
Because, you know, when you're driving your car and somebody pulls out, you're like, this car fucked oh, me up. Adrenaline rushes right? and such. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have to react and all this. And uh, so I was explaining to my daughter. And I said, look, uh, you know, if I were walking in the grocery store and somebody ran into me, I would be like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Right? Because I would. I absolutely would. But um, it, it's being in cars and seeing the other object as a car and not as a person is dehumanizing. Oh, yeah. And I was explaining the word dehumanizing to her. And I think that Twitter and Facebook do this to a great degree in that what they do is they take somebody's thoughts and, and their words and everything and, and they wrap them in such a way that it makes it seem like you're not dealing with a yeah. person, like you're dealing with a machine or you're dealing with a, a bot or you're dealing with, you know, a featureless, let's say a dark gray Toyota Prius that <laughs> fucking pulled out in front of you without looking, just backed out as if nobody drives down the street. And it has a, it has a double yellow line in the middle of it. So it's a main street. Yeah. Of you should look. You live there. You should look, right? And it's a person, and you know, there's no telling. Maybe they had a bad day. Maybe they were drunk. I don't know. Or maybe they just I made mean, a momentary mistake, which right, is like, right. the maybe most likely just, thing. Maybe. Yes, maybe they just fucked up once. And again, if I were in the grocery and I was walking and somebody went right in front of me, I'd be like, oh my gosh. And they'd be like, I'm sorry. And I'd be like, it's cool. No worries. Right? It's no big deal. But you see a but you see a car or you see a little circle that's a little anime do it. Or you see somebody that you don't know and it's your friend. Or someone friend, you can't hear but, noise from while you're yelling at them. Right, right. And, and so it's dehumanizing. So it's like you're getting mad at a Kleenex box or you're getting mad at a, a rock that you dug up out of your yeah. yard instead of getting mad at a person. And I think really that's that's what we're running up against is that really as humans, we can't deal with abstracted versions of people like we've constructed using the internet and like we've constructed using, you know, cars and other ways that, that kind of shield humans from experiencing interpersonal interaction and and I think that is totally, uh, uh, you know, a problem to be solved. And like any other problem, I think ultimately that what is going to happen is somebody is going to have to make a billion dollars turning a car into something that allows us to receive social cues. And somebody is going to have to turn the circles on Twitter and the squares on Facebook into something that allows us to actually interact with them as though they were. So I'm going to wrap up the podcast with this idea I had once that I still think is genius. I think cars should have a sorry light. Absolutely. Like on the back, yes. Just a little yes. button I can press down that just says sorry. I, yes. I've always wondered Absolutely. like, what would happen there? How would that just the idea that because there's no really convenient way to do that with the web other right. than actually saying sorry, and that's never happening. It's you just you hit the button after you pull out, which happens all the time. I'm not a great driver. I'm really not. I wish yeah. I was better. I'm not like I I don't have enough experience. Like I'm not horrible, but like, I make some dipshit turns off yeah i'm not dangerous but i'm not great and 
I I've always wished I could just be like, hey, sorry about that. Sorry. I really didn't mean to like veer out horribly or make that turn kinda or break really suddenly because I didn't see the red right. stop light. Right. And I think the I am something I've been doing for a while because I fuck up online all the time. It's like genuinely apologizing, just being like, hey, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean that I was having a shitty day. And for the most part, people respond well. So maybe that's that's how we conclude. That's that's our that's Ed's lesson from the podcast today. I think I think that's great. Hey, listen, if you're an auto manufacturer and you want to make a sorry light, uh, uh, and you, you might have to work with insurance companies to make it subsidized or something. I think it's a great idea. Listen, thank you guys again uh, for listening to FTF. It used to be called Fuck the Future. Uh, it is now the generic censored. FTF. We got censored by uh, Tim Cook and company at Apple, but now we're on iTunes, so it was probably yep. worth uh, giving, up, giving up our liberty, yep. right? So uh, if you guys... Anyway, if you guys are still listening to it an hour and a half in and you have an idea of what FTF should stand for, go ahead and send the best it to one, us. one, or and, probably the only one that we get sent. Yeah, we will yeah. say that is it next time. Well, we're going to call our podcast that next time. Uh, we're at FT Futurecast on Twitter. Again, I'm at Drew Toothpaste. And I was with at Ed Zitron. You can follow us. You should follow us both on Twitter. Thanks again for listening. We'll talk to you next time.